This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, however it applies to you. Uh, obviously, a little tight on time with Pete Mobile, so we'll get right to business here. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, SI.com's Browns Maven, Pete Smith, uh, on locale from Mobile, Alabama, your local experts on the biggest stories, all things Browns-wise, for your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Uh, Pete, first things first, obviously we didn't get to sit down last night, um, but your breaking Browns news of the day is basically what was left of the coaching staff, Ryan Lindley, John Lilly, John Perella, Deuce Schwartz, Tyler Tettleton, Alonzo Escalante, Jody Wright, Jim Dre, off to Arizona, Freddie Kitchens, congratulations on a job with the New York Giants. But, Pete, obviously two crucial moves yesterday. Uh, you know, Stump Mitchell, this is all he's ever done in the league after his playing career. Uh, you're able to go out and bag one of the top five offensive line coaches in the league named Bill Callahan. It, it was it was a good day as far as starting to, you know, fill out this staff. And it seems everywhere you go, Joe Woods seems to – I mean, even Richard Sherman's comment on not for God's sake. So it seems like this staff for now is starting to shape up pretty well. Uh, yeah, I was happy to see – Mitchell uh, stay. I thought um, he did a very good job. I thought he, uh, you know, it, offensive line coach gets a lot of credit for it, but I think the running back coach uh, deserves a lot of credit for, you know, the the getting Chubb and and uh, to be effective in that in that uh, wide zone scheme they employed that helped him become second in the league in rushing. Um, I, you know, I, I don't think Kareem Hunt was as good as he could be. Um, but I think, you know, Mitchell helped in terms of getting him uh, to be up to speed quickly on being, you know, like a blocking back and some of the receiving stuff and, and all that. I think I think he was a, a good addition. I mean, uh, I know a lot of people are like jumping on this notion that the Browns, you know, are getting a great coaching staff and they didn't have a great coaching staff last year. Um, I would be careful with that only from the situation of, you know, I think with the exception of, like, the quarterback's coach, uh, we thought, and I don't think we were wrong, that the Browns had a really competent coaching staff under Freddie Kitchens, and he was the problem. So it's certainly going really well, um, but it's got to also happen. So um, I, I think he's off to a great – you know, I think Stefanski and the Browns are off to a great start. I hope it continues this way. I hope we don't find a – you know, a hole uh, that, that doesn't get filled effectively, but so far so good, you know, with, with what's going on with uh, uh, Scangarello, uh, if he's potentially a quarterback's coach or, you know, passing, you know, some sort of, I know technically Chad O'Shea's the passing game quarter. If there's some other weird ass, you know, coordinator that's not run game coordinator, because I think that's what McDaniel would be. Uh, if he's just not the offensive coordinator in general, who knows, maybe they'll have, you know, just, just be a team that hands out all kinds of titles. Uh, but uh, th- that is, you know, that that's where we hope that w- we avoid. We have just gaping holes as, as the Browns obviously had that one very bad one last year. Uh, yeah. It, it, look, the name's premise. The thing for me is, is that you're getting veteran assistant coaches that are essentially committing to a first time head coach. <clears throat> And it's not, not like there's a, <clears throat> a general manager draw here. 
So it's not like it's somebody they're familiar with and they're saying, all right, you know, you've always been there for me. So I'll take a chance on this new guy, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, for now, looking well, we'll see how things continue to play out. Uh, Pete, obviously down in Mobile today. Um, I guess the disappointing news to start with, uh, you know, some of the favorites that you know, we were hoping to get reports on, or at least, you know, and hopefully for you to see in action, some of those guys unavailable. And it's not necessarily a, a dire, dire situation. Um, you know, you've got to look at what's in the best interest of these athletes. And if they see something even slightly wrong, the last thing they want to do is put a kid out there whose body is not 100%. And the young man ends up getting significantly injured, injured. Nobody wants to see that. So, you know, Hey, this is in your best interest. Uh, look, you've got a career full of tape. Uh, yeah. These couple of days could have been instrumental to, you know, whatever for your draft stock, but you know, tearing your ACL here is going to cost you three to four rounds regardless. So we're not going to take that chance with you. Obviously, Pete, uh, one of you guys there was Prince Taya went, uh, Taya went over. Uh, yeah, he, uh, you know, during their, 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 they do a physical for the senior bowl because they don't want to put guys out there with something that they, you know, they, they didn't catch. Uh, and, and, and there was an issue with swelling in his knee. And it's apparently something he, he had been dealing with all year. Uh, but I had a chance to talk to him and he, he you know, he was surprised. Uh, he didn't, you know, expect uh, this to happen. He was hoping to be able to get out there. So he was basically trying to, you know, uh, basically saying one that, you know, he's trying to make the best out of this. Uh, he was here, he was at practice, you know, he's watching supporting guys. Um, uh, yeah, but in, in, in trying to do, you know, best for, you know, basically in this case, just listening to the doctors um, and they're not, you know, it's not like it's his doctors, it's the senior bulls who are saying, look, this is the thing. Um, so he, he was out, uh, Brandon Ayuk, the Arizona state receiver, probably the best, I, I don't even know if it's probably, I think he was easily the best receiver prospect down here. Um, Ashton Davis, uh, a free safety who some people are really, really high on. I'm, I'm okay on, um, he's out. Uh, and then you had that in combination with a couple of late pullouts. Um, uh, Trey Adams out. Um, I don't even know if they mentioned anything specifically with him, but you know, he, his whole thing is medical. And I don't, you know, I, I think, you know, he could have helped himself if he had a great week. Um, but, you know, if he's got something he's got to deal with or they're just basically like, look, man, you can't afford to have something else happen to you. I get it. Christian Fulton, um, you know, again, they're not saying anything official. Um, it's a personal matter, believe, you know, believe something's going on with his family. Raekwon Davis, uh, a guy I, I don't think is a very good player. He's a, you know, he's a, a guy that had a ton of hype uh, that really never panned out. He had a, a lingering ankle issue. Um, so, you know, when you add up all the guys that they've, they've sort of lost, um, this this group has been decimated. And, and I think, you know, for the most part, that's true every year that, you know, if you had everybody who was invited and initially accepted, you'd have, you know, ridiculously competitive group. I think um, there are certain positions that are fine uh, but I think this is sort of a little bit of a preview of things to come at certain positions where, you know, there isn't much coming uh, this year. And outside of a few guys, it, it gets 
ugly quickly. For example, no fullback was invited this year. They just didn't think one was good enough, um, which, you know, given the fact that the Browns are going to need a fullback, you know, not ideal. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, it, it certainly was disappointing. Uh, I mean, you understand it, you, you, you know, you roll with it, but yeah, I think, I think that all the news um, on that front, because like Ayuk, uh, Winogo, and I don't know if Ashton Davis was here or not. I don't think he was, uh, but everybody else, he may have been, uh, every, but, but they were all here. They, they're here intending on, on doing meetings and stuff. Uh, they, they, you know, met with media people. They were out on the practice field. Uh, so that is um, interesting. And I, I suppose positive from that end. Um, and, you know, well, well, Ashton Davis, and, you know, I'm with it because I forget to do this. He's going to be 24 come October, Pete. And you know, these are normally guys that, look, unless they're absolute slam dunks, guys that we usually, you know, it's the question of did you hit the bar? And you're going to assume that a player at almost 24 years old has hit the bar. Um, I know you mentioned also you got to uh, get a couple minutes with Josh Jones from uh, University of Houston today. Um, did you did you bring up what bothers you about Josh Jones's game? Or at uh, six foot five, three hundred nine pounds, you let that one go, big guy? Uh, well, the the issue is it's just. You know, he had so you know so many people are trying to talk to these guys, so it's tough to even like, you know, get in a you know like a conversation where you sort of could come you know soften the blow because you know he does have outstanding tape, uh, but that, that that is an issue. Um, no, he uh, he uh, very likable guy, very intelligent, um, sort of a soft spot, soft spoken, confident guy. Uh, you know. He, uh, he had, you know, asked who his favorite player was. He loved Lane, Lane loved Lane Johnson. Uh, you know, that's that's why he he was uh, uh, wanted to reach out to Duke Manyweather uh, for draft prep stuff. Uh, you know, when when people are asking about the combine and some of that, he, he had a little confident smile about it. About what he's, you know, didn't give numbers or anything, but just think, gives you this impression that he thinks he's going to do real well. Uh, I do, I do too, um, you know, look great in the weigh-ins and stuff, just massive rear end, uh, in terms of where you want your power to come from. That's, that's certainly a plus, um, answer a lot of questions, you know, people asking him, you know, about level of competition and stuff. And, you know, we talked about you know, the first game he ever started was at Oklahoma, uh, against Okoronkwo. Uh, who's now with the Rams. Um, so, and, and, and he gave one great line to somebody asking, you know, you know, should, should, uh, should people take a chance on him? And he said something to the effect of, uh, uh, you know, you're going to have to take a chance or something like that. He, but he's a interesting guy uh, dressed. I don't even know if he's really asked about it, but he was sort of addressed the notion that he was going to come out last year and stayed another year in school and basically said he, he felt it was a rush decision. He, he wasn't, he, he didn't, you know, he didn't feel like he, he was ready at that point. So he opted to come back another year. He seems more than confident and ready to go now. Yeah. And um, I mean, you think about it in terms of, you know, Houston, uh, Ed Oliver, Josh Jones, part of the you know, same recruiting class um, just shows you 
there's a lot there in Texas. We're going to get to a lot more here uh, from practices today down in Mobile with Pete Smith, Jeff Lloyd on Lockdown Browns. Guys, let's talk about sex. Good sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get the extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they were. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready for whenever the opportunity arises. Please add a, uh, Please check out BlueChew.com. This is not just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. For instance, most guys talk about a good game, but are you the one-hitter? Blue Chew can even help you follow through for a round two. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Not that there should be. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they are cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for all the listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when using our promo code MLB, all caps. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew, B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code MLB to try it free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for their sponsorship of Locked on Browns. Now, Pete, obviously, first practice today, the South was up. Um, you know, big names there, obviously, you know, Javon Kinlaw, etc. Um, it seems Pete with some of the wide receivers they have down there, it seems like a decent tight end group. And some of these wide receivers are borderlining on, you know, whether or not they are the, Hey, why don't you put on 10 to 12 pounds of some muscle and a little fat to be all right. But uh, take us through the first practice of the day. And I know you mentioned something where you, you thought maybe the South didn't essentially have the roster, so to speak, to line up exactly with what the Browns need. Yeah, um, look, when they lost Ayuk, I, I, you know, I just don't know if there's, you know, anyone that's going to sort of blow you away in terms of the receivers. I think you you don't just drop around, you know, two. I think you're 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 down to day three, um, and I don't know, you know, I didn't watch a ton of the receivers too too much today. I know Van Jefferson was a guy that a lot of people were very, very uh, impressed with, given what he was able to do today. But again, um, another older prospect. Uh, if anybody doesn't know, if you remember former NFL wide receiver Sean Jefferson, uh, Van is his son. But go ahead, Pete. Yeah, so uh, the biggest thing is just stood out to me on the first day, and this is both practices, the DBs were getting killed. Um, just they, they, too in too many situations, guys were just able to run by uh, to create openings. There was a lot of, it was a lot of easy pitch and catch type stuff. So yeah, it just, I'm going to get a chance to watch more of those guys uh, tomorrow. I watched more of the, the North receivers than I did the South today. Um, but yeah, I know Van Jefferson was the guy that was talked about, but I mean, there, there just weren't, there weren't many guys where you're sitting there going, you know, I, I I think this year is just such a ridiculously uh, underclassman heavy group. I mean, I, I I I think Ayuk would have been you know the favorite to be the first 
senior, but after that, I mean, I, I don't know who, uh, you know, those senior wideouts is, is really somebody that, that people are getting excited about to draft early. No, I don't disagree with you there. And look, that's the way, you know, A, number one, it's the way a lot of these positions are trending. But especially at the kid, I mean, the skill, I mean, you know, and you could make a case that if Jamar Chase, the sophomore out of LSU, was in this draft class, he may be the first guy off the board. Um, just seems to be a way it's going, especially with, with the skill. Um, Pete, Southwise, uh, give me a name that made you say, all right, I want to see a little bit more. Maybe a name that says, man, maybe I was off here. Um, I, you know, I don't know if I, I, w- I would go with the you know, writing anybody off yet, uh, as much as I love to do that, uh, based on the first <laughs> day. It's just hard. It's just so hard because guys don't have pads on. Um, and, and things can change quickly. Um, the kid I was interested in, uh, based on the first day, was is, is uh, I think it's Brian Barge. Uh, okay. The, kid, the D three kid from St. John's. Yeah, he uh, he looks the part. He he has the physical tools you want at that position. Um, he he did not look uncomfortable. Uh, you know, jumping in with these guys, I thought he looked more comfortable than some of the guys. Uh, you know, coming from from bigger programs, and and he's you know he's a big deal D three prospect. He's not you know some schlub. Uh, you know, you have to be a big deal um, to get here as a D three prospect. And I think the last one to do that as an offensive lineman was uh, Ali Marpet, who's has been a very successful player. But uh, Barch, I think, was a big deal for you know, regardless of uh, you know the. That I think he was a big deal for, within D3, not just because he was a good uh, tackle prospect, but just because he was just a great player. And I thought, you know, they, they didn't try to move him to guard or anything. They kept him at left tackle. Um, he did take one rep at, at right tackle, which was just thrown in on the fly. And, and I think, you know, he looked as, about what you'd expect in that situation. But uh, he was he was impressive. Um, the The kid who based on you know some of the reports I was hearing on the way out um I think it was Lewis from Alabama I thought he actually did pretty well for himself uh yeah, the edge. But then, yeah I, I, he, he was really effective unfortunately I think uh somebody was mentioning he was in a walking boot on the radio down here so I don't know if his day if his week is already over but uh, he had he had a lot of success um in that standpoint uh, the, the kid from south carolina state uh alex taylor uh he's interesting undoubtedly uh, but I, I do think he is he's got a little ways to go uh, he is you, you can't miss him he's enormous because of just how how long he is it, it's six nine um and his arms are ridiculously long but you know, he, like a lot of the guys down here uh, getting low was difficult for him. When guys tried to go around him and, and, and pass pro stuff, you know, he, he was able to easily, you know, get control. But when guys were able to sort of cross him up or, or, or get into him or make him get a little bit taller, he could get just thrown out of the way a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, like, Kinlaw is phenomenal uh, relative to what he's facing. Um, I, he was only blocked once, and that was by the LSU center, Cushenberry. Um, everybody else, he was just dusting. 
Um, my, 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 my question with him is, is he going to face anybody that's going to be able to test him this week? And obviously, again, stop pads on tomorrow uh, and, and those type of things. But just in that particular drill, it's already slant, slanted in favor of the defensive line, and there, there aren't a bunch of quick-footed uh, interior guys. There's a lot of bigger uh, guard-type prospects, those SEC guys, you know, and uh, if they don't get hands-on quickly, he's, he's just too quick for them. I think the only thing that got him when he did get, get beat on the one rep was the fact that uh, he tried to go a bull rush, and he probably shouldn't have. But, uh, yeah, I mean, again, this is a group that was hurt uh, by not having Tegu He would have been the, the best tackle in that group far and away. But, yeah, the Barch kid um, is somebody I'm definitely going to have to go look or uh, more on as a, because I thought he was he was very impressive as as just coming in I, and I'm hoping that you know as usually is the case usually offensive guys uh, tend to get better uh, in that drill over the course of the week but obviously uh, some of these defensive linemen are are gonna you know study up and, and see if they can't fool him but uh, he made a he made a very strong impression for the first day. Uh, Barch's rep at right tackle, that almost seemed like the old practice of, I need a body. And, you know, yeah, it was 100%. I, I mean, and, I was over there. I heard what they, what they said. They just said basically, uh, left guard, left tackle, left guard, go over, flip to right guard, right tackle for a rep. And those two guys got dusted on those two plays. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think they just they were short of body. And look, I mean, the other thing is obviously the kid, um, you know, he's been a left tackle all the way up through D3. He's probably never played the other side. So, um, you know, nothing too much to put on there. Um, before we flip it up here, Pete, um, and go to the other side. Pete, who won the weigh-in? This is important. And guys, if you don't follow Jeff Risden for these weigh-ins, I don't know what the freak you're doing because Jeff wins these every time. But Pete, who was the player that actually won the weigh-in today? Uh who won? Uh, Florida uh, DN? Huh? Grenard, the Florida DN? Um, he may have been one of the more impressive ones. I'm not sure off, if I remember offhand. Um, I thought uh, Daryl Taylor was very impressive, the Tennessee defensive end. I, I was stunned when he weighed in at uh, 259. Um you know, he he looked like a guy who's going to be like in the you know that two forties undersized range. He looked good. Um, uh, again, Josh Jones, I think, looked great um, from from the way in. Uh, ne- Neville Gallimore is a brick shit house. He's just very thick uh, body um, for just barely three hundred pounds. He's he's a massive, uh, thick individual. Um, I'm trying to think if there were, uh, I know, oh, I, I mean, I know Risden fell in love with uh, Adam Troutman, um, the kid from Dayton, as uh, one of those guys. Uh, couple, There were a couple guys who were just jacked. Um, yeah, I don't know if there was anybody else. Like, I, this was not like, this was either a very honest year or maybe a little bit of a less talented year from that standpoint, at least just physically looking at guys. It wasn't like, um, you know, some of the years past where like a guy like Rashid Hagman um, was in the way and it looked like he just, you know, was out, out killing, killing his uh, breakfast or something with his bare hands type guy uh, where I was afraid to go talk to him. He looked so nasty. Um, 
yeah, I mean, there weren't too too many guys that were just like hulking, but there were a few few uh, guys that looked good. Mostly the a couple of those linebacker type guys. Yeah, and the one kid from Colorado, I think it was like 6'4", 230, whatever. Uh, you know, some impressive from that standpoint. And the thing I do appreciate is a lot more guys are – just be honest with what you are because it makes you look like a fool when you show up to a place where you're going to be measured for the NFL and all of a sudden now you lost two and a half inches on the freaking flight over. Um, yeah, more by, coming by here. that measure, uh, you could say that Harrison Bryant was a winner because I think he was listed 6'2", and he measured in 6'4". Yeah, maybe they kept the freshman, the freshman measurements on that, file. That, that, yeah, it could, could, could be 100%. Uh, Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, rolling through here on Locked On Browns. Uh, you guys want Browns gear. You guys love your Browns gear. You guys are loyal to your Browns. Zabel Apparel. Uh, great, passionate family produce a great product. Um, the stuff is not rushed. There's a thought process put into it and a lot of effort. Uh, ZaboApparel.com, at ZaboApparel. On Twitter, you guys want to get geared up, check out the folks over at Zabo. Pete, other than the fact that the Detroit Lions staff are a huge fan of calisthenics and almost put everybody to bed in the second practice, North North side, North practice, what you got? Uh, yeah, um, there was definitely a running gag about stretching. Um, they, they did a couple they, – they, uh, they did a uh, quarterback, um, you know, under center exchange thing twice. Um, <laughs> they had a lot of people uh, laughing at them. Uh, and, and, and the practice went 20 minutes long. Um, uh, yeah, North practice, I think has more guys that are of interest to the Browns. I think it just lines up that way. Um, you know, I think both, both teams have a tight end that's of interest. I think Jared Pinckney from the South team, uh, out of Vanderbilt is interesting. Uh, frame wise, I thought he actually looked like he had a little bit more room to add when he's already 254 pounds, so I don't think he's a guy that needs to bulk up necessarily, but that, that should hopefully mean that he's going to be a guy who can sort of maintain flexibility and stay healthy uh, by that virtue. And I think uh, the kid from Purdue um, is of interest from that North team. Uh, I thought he caught the ball pretty well. I thought he, he thought he did a really nice job. Um, and, and uh, you know, I, I watched more of the skill guys in that practice and, you know, I thought Jordan Love threw, threw really well until they put a defense on the field with defensive linemen. Uh, but he, he uh, the ball came out of his hand beautifully uh, on any number of occasions and uh, just made it very easy for receivers to look good. Um, you know, guys like K.J. Hill uh, were effective. I, the guy I thought, the guy I really like watching uh, from the North team, especially after his weigh-in where I think he really – uh, you know, comes out looking good is, is Chase Claypool from, from Notre Dame. Um, he is super productive, but he's also 6'4", and he's just a hair under 230 pounds. And for a guy who, you know, even when you were watching him in Notre Dame, you were sitting there going, eh, he's not terribly fast. You know, how's this going to work? And when you're that big, you don't have to be a tight end necessarily, but if you're a receiver that can sort of be an H-back, it gives you some options. Now, 
you know, that, that is a lot of what Landry's doing right now. But theoretically, if the, you know, if, if, if they want to bring in more guys along those lines, the other advantage with a guy like Chase Claypool is he's all over special teams. Um, he, he's, he's a guy who contributes on that front, but he's got one of those, you know, body types that fits really well on special teams, but he has a skill set and, and one that can be really effective. And if you watch Notre Dame, um, you know, he, he, he was a guy who con- consistently popped off uh, on tape. Um, I, I, you know, I, this again, I think, I think DBs had a really rough time. And, and this was a, this was a group that was just butchered by guys dropping out, Absolutely. which, you know, on the one hand, I didn't care about because I'm not worried about DBs uh, here. Although like, you know, Brent, Brandon Jones from Texas is a guy I know a lot of people are, are high on. And I like him uh, is a guy who dropped out. And that's one sort of one of those guys where it's like, eh, sort of a bummer to lose him. Uh, so, you know, offensively, especially guys who were catching passes uh, from from Jordan Love really, really did well. Shea Patterson struggled. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if either of the, you know, there's Jordan Love who will get drafted and get drafted pretty high. I don't know if he'll go quite as high. Some people think he will, uh, but he'll be a nice quarterback prospect. Uh, I'm thinking more in that second round area. Um, but I don't think Shea Patterson or Aaron Gordon, you know, to me are guys that are going to get drafted. And, and with Patterson, somebody probably still will because it's, it'll be like the, you know, and it'll be the fourth year in a row you've heard how special he's going to be. And at some point it's got to happen. But even there, it just wasn't, uh, wasn't very impressive. Um, you know, I, I saw some of the linemen drills before they ran to the other side of the field to do their uh, pit stuff. Uh, Josh Jones looks great. Uh, I think Matt Pert um, looks great. Uh, he's another guy who looked good in the weigh-in, you know, over 6'6". Six, six. Um, I, I wish he had a little bit more, but but uh, <laughs> he, he's a guy who looks good. I know there's a, there's a couple people who really like him. So right now, like the North team can put together a really nice set of offensive tackles uh, just right off the shoot. They've got um, – They've got uh, Jones, they've got Pert, and, they, and they've got a Denigy who, who looked good in weigh-ins, the kid out of Kansas. Uh, so those are a couple guys that I think are interesting. You know, the, the amount of Michigan guys here, it's like the ultimate, you know, uh, testament to Harbaugh's failure to really Exactly. Catch that that yeah. is the one thing. You don't want your kids to actually be at the senior bowl. <laughs> well, I, it's fine if you won. I mean, but, it, you know, it feels like they've got eight of them. Um, yeah, but if they were like, really that good, they would have declared as juniors. They're at Michigan, or they would have said they would have been one of these guys that opted out late. Eh, I, I wouldn't. I, w- I won't ever hold it against guys for being there for seniors, but I do think you know a little more winning would have been good. I mean, you've got just off the top of my head, Shea Patterson. You've got Ben Bredesen, who's who's a really nice looking guard. You've got Uche, one of their pass rushers, not very productive. Um, they've got at least one uh, DB, Kiki Hudson, I think. Um, but yeah, they've got like eight guys. Um, they've got a tight end. So like if, if they lose, you know, I think Michigan may have to take another loss in the standing. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, who else is down here for the North team that stood out? Um, I don't know. They're, 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 uh, running backs. They don't, they don't have any, really. I think the only guy who's, 
really stands out to me is Eno Benjamin out of, out of anyone here. And again, this is a position that's dominated by underclassmen and, and it will be. And obviously it, it, it took some hits with some guys returning that you know, st are still stunning uh, to see like Eddie and go back and, and uh, Chiba go back and, and a couple of those guys. Uh, oh, the kid from yeah, too, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's tough to, you know, they don't have, you know, some great backs. They've got some small school guys and some guys who are more, are interesting, but they're more bit role players. And then you've got, you know, Benjamin, who's very good, but he's, you know, he's, he, and he really excelled in the in past, uh, past catching drills. There's one he dropped after he just absolutely cooked the defender. Uh, but which he would have easily scored based on that drill. But yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. I think they've got a, a better line down there in terms of just getting, you know, five guys that can line up and go uh, off the bat. Whereas I think the South is going to have a harder time uh, with what they've got. Pete, it's refreshing now. This is two years in a row and you haven't had to watch quarterbacks essentially down there in Mobile. No, and, uh, you know, again, I, th I think Jordan Love had the best day. Um, just casually sort of seeing um, Herbert, I think he was fine. I think Hertz was fine. Um, I think they will get better. Uh, you know, it, they had some day one typical things for Love. That's where I thought Love was really impressive. As he came out, he's really, really effective. I think those two will be fine. I think those three quarterbacks are, are the ones that matter here. Uh, Hertz is going to have his detractors. Um, he, he, he's built, he's a thick dude. Uh, looks like a linebacker. Whereas like uh, a guy like Herbert is, you know, a, a very tall, just barely cleared six, six, which is really tall for a quarterback. Uh, but he's a very, very thin looking two twenty some. Uh, love. Yeah, J Jordan Love, similar similar deal, but Jalen Hurts is a is a yoked up dude. Uh, Jalen Hurts and a lot of people have been taking this now. Um, he could maybe be the perfect guy you sent down to Baltimore because God forbid something happens to Lamar oh. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's just a question of you know, is somebody going to take a chance on him earlier to see if they can do that or or not? I mean, that that's the thing is it's such a specific style that Baltimore may sit there and like pick him in round five or six and then, you know, they can plug him in and he's great. Well, then the other thing is, is the Taysom, Taysom heel experience where, you know, Hey, can I find somebody who I can maybe do these things with? And a lot of names kind of fall into that category. And look, everybody's always copycat league. Pete, uh, have you eaten well yet? Have you had anything good yet? Uh, no, not yet. That, 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 you know, that will be what I'm looking to do after I get off of here. Um, but no, I haven't had a chance, uh, the, the fair at the, uh, other than eating a ton of Reese cups, uh, <laughs> the media stuff was, uh, was, uh, less than it could have been. Um, so yeah, that, that'll be the project once I get off the phone. All right, Pete, go out, get yourself barbecued up, all barbecue sauced up, and some sides. Um, avoid eating Italian food like last year. For Christ's sakes, you're in one of the barbecue capitals of the world. It was good. Avoid the Italian and food. And that was after I had eaten you know, a bunch of barbecue before that. So, Oh, that's what happens when practices get rained out. you got to find ways to uh, 
compensate, so to speak. Um, make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith. Make sure you're following at Browns Maven. Check out everything through SI.com. If it's Browns work, it's Pete and his team over there. Me, uh, the show itself, at Lockdown Browns. All lowercase, follow back account. DMs are always open. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open. Anything you got, questions, comments, feedback, even a little constructive criticism, we'll take it. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.